Have you ever been in a spot? Have you ever been in a spot when you knew, well, it's too late to turn back now? Let me give you one example. I was standing at the front of the church in a men's warehouse tux. And the wedding march started. And I was a young fella. And I thought, probably the same thing she thought. Well, it's too late to turn back now. It's like one of those moments when you know that you're in and you just can't get away or get out. Now, those moments can be great or they can be challenging. A friend of mine, a good, very good friend, a dear friend, Jody Thomas, he, uh, he was in the 82nd Airborne. So he was an Airborne Army. And uh, as he and I talked, he would clip on that static line, move down the edge of that C-131 or 130 or 141 or anything that flew, and he'd walk to that door, that green light on, and he said, right then it's too late. It's too late to turn back. You go so far in some things, and sometimes you get in those positions where you knew you shouldn't have been in there. You got in too far, too quick, and it was just too late to turn back. You had to move forward. There was nowhere else to go. This week is Holy Week. This is Palm Sunday. And so this is the Sunday that starts Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Now I'll have you know, for ages and ages, Jesus has been preparing for this entry into Jerusalem for you and I. He was coming in to Jerusalem to start this large week and very, very important week, certainly for him, but I'll tell you, saints, for us also. And he was coming in, and he was coming in to be the king. Listen to what the scripture says in Matthew 21.1. As they approached Jerusalem and came through Beth Paget on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you, and at once you'll find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, say the Lord needs him, and he'll send them right away. Uh, some have considered that this was a miracle that Jesus would send his disciples ahead to get a donkey and a colt, a foal. Others have said that, well, Jesus has been around Jerusalem and he may have even talked to this owner before and said, hey, I may need this. And if I need this, I'm going to tell someone. We don't know the name of this owner. But these animals were made just for this occasion. And Matthew also says, and this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. 
Zechariah 9, 9, it says this. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle in riding on a donkey and the colt, the foal of a donkey. See, a foal is a young horse, donkey, this one-year-old. And the colt is the male. And so here is a mother, a mare, with a young one-year-old or so male donkey. As Brian brought out this morning, donkeys are unclean animals. And this was the firstborn. And not only that, but it had never been ridden. Now, I don't know how many of you have ridden horses. Um, my horse riding has been mixed. I got on a horse one time at the challenge of someone at a stable. And the horse didn't have a saddle on it. And the young girl that was 12 years old was riding around this arena just like it was the easiest thing in the world. So I thought, well, she can do it. I can certainly do it. And I climbed up on the rail and got on the horse with just the rein and no saddle. And I made it about five steps before I was on the dirt. Now, if you'll also think about this, I want you to listen. If, if you've ever been around a horse and you're trying to bring a horse to you, a lot of times it's best to have another horse. Um, my brother-in-law is a horseman, and he would have a horse in the field, and we would try to go get it, but it would run away. But he would take another horse with him and go out in the field and talk to the horse and then lead them both in. I want you to think of a donkey, a mother that has a young son. Can you imagine taking that away from the mother? Yeah, I hear a baby here. Can you imagine taking that child away from her mother? No, I know her mother and father. It would be difficult, if not impossible. And, and so as they're bringing this, and Matthew is the one that talks about it specifically, a colt, a foal, and a donkey, and they bring him in. And, and so I used Matthew because this is recorded in all the Gospels. And I use Matthew because they specifically talk about the same type and number of animals that Zechariah does. And it says this, that the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. An animal that's never been ridden. And you're going to put something on it? If you've never done that before, they call that breaking an animal. Because they don't want you on their back. Much less, much less a small young one. But Jesus got on this animal. And I want you to see this picture also. That Jesus, the spotless lamb sitting on a young, pure donkey with its mother behind. I can only think of Jesus and his mother as she followed him that week.
together. And it says this, that a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road. You see the palms here on the floor. They spread, spread their cloaks while others cut branches from trees on the road. And the crowds that went ahead of him and those followed him and they were shouting. And I want you to think about what they've done is they've laid down like the red carpet. You see, this carpet was laid down for Jesus but he's laid it down for us. He's laid down a carpet for us so that we can have access to God. Through his travel into Jerusalem, he knew what was coming. He had no doubt what was ahead of him this next week. He goes into the temple very shortly after. And, and when he's in the temple, he's turning things upside down. Uh, he also has the Last Supper or the First Communion with his disciples. He's betrayed in a garden that's not very far from Jerusalem itself. He's captured. He's put on trial three times before he's brought before the people. And as, as they're shouting right now, here's what they're saying. Hosanna, son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Hosanna means save us. I want you to know on this Sunday, they're shouting out, save us. They're waving branches. They're putting down their clothes. But just a few days ahead, the same crowd is saying, crucify him. Crucify him. See, it says that when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. And they asked, who is this? I ask you, who is Jesus to you on this Palm Sunday? What is he to you? Are we the same ones that one week we can say, Hosanna, save us, praise you God. But then the very next week we say crucify him. We may not be saying that with our words but who is he to you? We may be saying it with our actions. Yes, we love you, Lord, and we're in church, and God bless you. But then we walk out, and everything in the world spews out of our mouth, and our actions betray the Lord who came to save us. The bottom line is this. Jesus can th turn things around for you because he did not. Turn around. You see, Jesus knew this was his destiny. He knew that he was too far to turn back now. He knew he couldn't go back. And because he did not turn around, because he did not quit knowing what was ahead, because he didn't, he's there for us. Now, I want you to know, like when Jesus drove and rode into Jerusalem, when you enter into your destiny, that was Jesus' destiny. When you enter into your destiny, you can expect more than palm branches and a smooth ride. As God is pushing you into, as you are walking into what God has for you, you may get palm branches and hosanna in part of what God has for you to do in your life. But you may get crucify him. You see, when it's too late, to turn back. When you've gone too far in your life, 
when you've gone too much forward that you know it's too late to turn around, Jesus Christ is waiting right there for you. No matter whether you've gone there willingly or whether you've just made a terrible mistake and you know you've gotten in too far, God is right there. You see, I don't know what it is in your life that's gotten you too far. But regardless of where you are, he's right there. And the funny thing about this is he's there over and over and over and over. He has been for me. Every time I've gone too far, every time I've gotten in the mud and I'd lock my front hubs and put it in four-wheel drive and I'd know i got to keep going, and you get stuck anyway because you knew good and well you shouldn't have been there. God's right there no matter how far we go. And here's the funny thing about that. He's not there to judge us when you've gone through there. He's there to save us. He came down this road, palms one day, curses the next. Have you gone too far? Are you going too far? Are you not relying enough on Jesus? I'd ask you this, just this week, 60 seconds this week, ask Who is Jesus to me? Where have I gone? Just each day, just for a short minute, before you turn on your phone, before you start your day, and maybe it's in the middle of your day, before you get going, this week as you think about how Jesus rode into Jerusalem to be praised one day and cursed the next, Paying the ultimate price for us. Just ask yourself. Just for a minute. And let it soak in this week. Until we're here next week. What does Jesus mean to me? What does he mean to me? And what do I mean to him? I'll tell you what you mean to him. He gave his life. He gave his life for you and for me. Let's pray. Dear Father, we ask you today, we ask you to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, to help us see where we're going, and if we've gone too far, Father, to know that you are right there. You're right there to save us, God. You're right there to heal us. You're right there to direct us. Oh, God, we thank you for this ride into Jerusalem. We know that you were too far to turn back. It was too late, but you did it willingly for us. Father, thank you for what you've done for us in this this journey into Jerusalem. And Father, thank you for your son in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if you'd like prayer, please come up. We'll have folks that can pray for you. If not, have a good week. Now, next week... We're going to, the topic is going to be, did Jesus really have to die? We're going to answer that question. Amen. God bless you. Hello, this is Pastor Lou. I hope you've enjoyed the message today.
for our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org. Be blessed.